Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website can be found at www.scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives, and that's where you go to support this mission of truth. Well, today we are looking for some wisdom and some encouragement to start our week. We're still working through Psalm 119. Um, Today we're going to be looking at verses 81 through 120, and then we should be able to finish... Uh, 119 next week. Now, just like all the verses before it, this writer continues to speak about how he's delighting in the ways of God, the laws of God, the precepts of God, how God's ways are the center of his thinking, the center of his being, the center of his desire is to walk after the ways of God. Even when he's being pursued by enemies, he makes this point multiple times, even though the enemy digs a pit for me, even though there's trouble in my life, I don't stray. I stay the course, the path. Very, very important. And then, of course, we're going to get to the book of Hebrews. We're going to read chapter 7 and 8, which is a continuation of this conversation about the Melchizedek priesthood and how it is a better priesthood than the Levi priesthood and how it has replaced that. It also uses language talking about the new covenant, how it's a better covenant. And it's something that the writer of the book of Hebrews is trying to get across to its Hebraic audience who wants to seemingly stray back to the old ways instead of embracing Christ, embracing Messiah. You know, we talked about that verse last week that dealt with if you've tasted the or and, and been enlightened with the good news, the truth, and then you go away from it, you can't be brought back because you can't crucify Christ twice. And we talked about how that's kind of like saying, you know what, I don't want faith anymore. I want my sin and walking away from the faith. But it's very possible because of the audience that this is written to that it's more so dealing with those who would go back to Judaism. Who would who would who would come to the knowledge of Jesus, believe it, receive it, and then say, "You know what? No, I want to go back to Judaism." Lots to think about there. All right. Let's go ahead and get focused here. We're going to read Psalm 81, verse, or sorry, Psalm 119, verses 81 through 120 today, which covers the following Hebraic letters. As, you, as we talked before, they're broken down into like eight verses per, per letter. It's going to be Kaf, Lamed, Mim, and Nun, and Samek today. All right. That's enough of an introduction. Open up your hearts. Let's see what the Word of God has to say this morning. Verse 81. My soul fainteth for thy salvation, but I hope in thy word. My eyes fail for thy word, saying, When wilt thou comfort me? For I have become like a bottle 
and the smoke, yet I do not forget thy statutes. How many are the days of thy servant? When will thou execute judgment on them that persecute me? The proud have digged pits for me, which are not after thy law. All thy commandments are faithful. They persecute me wrongfully. Help thou me. They had almost consumed me upon the earth, but I forsook not thy precepts. Quicken me after thy loving kindness, so shall I keep the testimony of thy mouth. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Thy faithfulness is unto all generations. Thou hast established the earth, and it abideth. They continue this day according to thine ordinances, for all are thy servants. Unless thy law had been my delight, I should have perished in my affliction. I will never forget thy precepts, for with them thou hast quickened me. I am thine. Save me, for I have sought thy precepts. The wicked have waited for me to destroy me, but I will consider thy testimonies. I have seen an end of all perfection, but thy commandment is exceeding broad. Oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all the day. Thou through thy commandments hast made me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for thy testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the ancients, because I keep thy precepts. I have refrained my feet from every evil way, that I might keep thy word. I have not departed from thy judgments, for thou hast taught me. How sweet are thy words unto my taste, yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through thy precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. Let's pause for just a second. This is the section under the mem. I just want to read uh, those first couple of verses in that section again. He says, Oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all the day. Thou through thy commandments has made me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. He's saying, because I know the ways of God, I am far wiser than those who are trying to bring trouble into my life, those who are trying to persecute me, and those who are trying to cause trouble in my life are ever with me. Meaning there's never really an end to to evil, is there? Like there's always going to be attacks and trouble and trials and people trying to cause trouble in your life. And in spite of that, he says, because of your commandments, I have been made wiser than them. I can outsmart them. He says, I have more understanding than all my teachers. Thy testimonies are my meditation. Because He's saying, because I meditate on your law all the day long. I am wiser than, the, than my teachers, and I'm wiser than my enemies who are ever with me. Let's continue on. Verse 105. Thy word, this is a very famous verse. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I have sworn and I will perform it, that I will keep thy righteous judgments. I am afflicted very much. Quicken me, O Lord, 
according to thy word. Except I beseech thee the free will offerings of my mouth, O Lord, and teach me thy judgments. My soul is continually in my hand, yet I do not forget thy law. The wicked have laid a snare for me, yet I erred not from thy precepts. Thy testimonies have taken as a heritage forever, for they are the rejoicings of my heart. I have inclined my heart to perform thy statutes always, even unto the end. Please note, this is the third time, just in these few sections that we've read, where he's talked about how the wicked have laid a trap for him, but in spite of that... He's still going to walk in God's ways. He says, The wicked have laid a snare for me, yet I erred not from thy precepts. And he says at the very end here, I have basically, I've made up my mind that no matter what, I'm going to perform God's ways, even unto the very end. Verse 113. I hate vain thoughts, but thy law do I love. Thou art my hiding place and my shield. I hope in thy word. Depart from me, ye evildoers, for I will keep the commandments of my God. Uphold me according to thy word that I may live, and let me not be ashamed of my hope. Hold thou me up, and I shall be safe and I will have respect unto thy statutes continually. Thou hast trodden down all them that err from thy statutes, for their deceit is falsehood. Thou puttest away all the wicked of the earth like dross. Therefore I love thy testimonies. My flesh trembleth for fear of thee, and I am afraid of thy judgments." And that is where we'll stop today in our study of Psalm 119. Very, very powerful, and hopefully it's stirred up some hunger within you to be like this psalmist who says, you know what, no matter what the world's doing, no matter what my enemies are doing, no matter what's going on in my life, I am staying the course all the way to the end. Am I going to walk in the precepts of God? let's switch gears we're looking at Hebrews 7 and 8 like I said it's a continuation of this conversation about the Melchizedek high priesthood how the historic Melchizedek going back to the time of Abraham was a Christ type how even Abraham himself acknowledged this and gave tithes to the priest Melchizedek and this is before the law of tithing was even given. Let's take a look. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 1. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him, to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first being by interpretation king of righteousness, and after that also king of Salem, which is king of peace. 
without father, without mother, without descent, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like unto the Son of God, abideth a priest continually. Now consider how great this man was, unto whom even the patriarch Abraham gave the tenth of his spoils. And verily they that are the sons of Levi, who receive the office of the priesthood, have a commandment to take tithes of the people, according to the law, that is, of their brethren, although they come out of the loins of Abraham. But he whose descent is not counted from them received tithes of Abraham, and blessed him that had the promises. And without all contradiction, the less is blessed of the better. And here men that die receive tithes, but there he receiveth them, of whom it is witnessed that he liveth. And as I may say so, Levi also, who receiveth tithes, paid tithes in Abraham, for he was yet in the loins of his father when Melchizedek met him. If therefore, if therefore perfection were by the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law, what further need was there that another priest should rise after the order of Melchizedek, and not be called after the order of Aaron? For the priesthood being changed, there is made of necessity a change also of the law. For he of whom these things are spoken pertaineth to another tribe, of which no man gave attendance at the altar. For it is evident that our Lord sprang out of Judah, of which tribe Moses spake nothing concerning priesthood, and yet far more evident, for that after the similitude of Melchizedek there arises another priest, who is made, not after the law of the carnal commandment, but after the power of endless life. For he testifieth, Thou art a priest forever, after the order of Melchizedek, for there is verily a disannulling of the commandment going before for the weakness of the unprofitable thereof. For the law made nothing perfect, but the bringing in of a better hope did, by the which we draw nigh unto God. And inasmuch as not without an oath he was made a priest. For those priests were made without an oath, but this was an oath by him that said unto him, The Lord swear and will not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. By so much was Jesus made a surety of a better testament. And they truly were many priests because they were not suffered to continue by reason of death. But this man, because he continueth ever, hath an unchangeable priesthood, wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. For such a high priest became us who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens, who needeth not daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifices first for his own sins and then for the people's, for this he did once when he offered up himself. For the law maketh men high priests which have infirmity, but the word of the oath which was since the law maketh the son who is consecrated 
forever evermore. Chapter 8 Now, of the things which we have spoken, this is the sum. We have such a high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of majesty in the heavens, a minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle which the Lord pitched, and not man. For every high priest is ordained to offer gifts and sacrifices, wherefore it is of necessity that a man have somewhat also to offer. For if he were on earth, he should not be a priest, seeing that there are priests that offer gifts according to the law, who serve unto the example of the shadow of heavenly things, as Moses was admonished of God when he was about to make the tabernacle. For see, saith he, that thou make all things according to the pattern shown to thee in the mount. But now hath he obtained a more excellent ministry, by how much also he is a mediator of the better covenant, which was established upon better promises. For if that first covenant had been faultless, then should no place have been sought for a second. For finding fault with them, he saith, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I have made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand and led them out of the land of Egypt, because they continued not in my covenant, and I regarded them not, saith the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts, and I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. And they shall not teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me, from the least to the greatest. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities, and I will remember no more. In that he saith a new covenant, he hath made the first old. Now that which is decayeth and waxeth old is ready to vanish away. That, my friends, is chapter 7 and chapter 8. Just a reminder, this new covenant is that God has written His ways on our hearts right when you believe and you and you receive the holy spirit it's inside of you now it's not just something that's written down and you're following these ordinances off some checklist god's law his ways have been written on the hearts of those who believe and who have accepted jesus as messiah you see after the Exodus, it was written on tablets, right? And Moses wrote all this stuff down. As like it says in Exodus chapter 24, Moses wrote all the words of the Lord. And he took the book of the covenant and he read it in the audience of the people. And they said, all the Lord has saith we will do and be obedient. Of course, they ended up not being obedient. But then the prophet Jeremiah comes along and he says, But this shall be a covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, talking about some future time, saith the Lord, I will put my law 
in their inward parts and write it on their heart and I will be their God and they shall be my people and I will make an everlasting covenant with them that I will not turn away from them to do them good but I will put my fear in their hearts that they shall not depart from me. Here's a little bit about what Matthew Henry had to say, great commentator of the past. He says, It is a new covenant. Even that new covenant that God long ago declared that he would make with the house of Israel. That is, all the Israel of God. This was promised in Jeremiah 31, which I just read, right? Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them out of the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which is my covenant they break, although I was a husband unto them, saith the Lord. Matthew Henry goes on to say, And accomplished in Christ. This will always be a new covenant in which all who truly take hold of it shall be always found preserved by the power of God. It is God's covenant, His mercy, love, and grace moved for it. His wisdom devised it. His son purchased it. His wisdom devised it. His son purchased it. His spirit brings souls into it and builds them up in it. Well, there is our study for this morning. I pray you've been blessed. I pray hearts have been pierced, that you've been given something to think about, that you on, to dwell on. And I pray that you'll be like the psalmist, regardless of what's going on in this wicked world, regardless of the opposition that we get that seems to ever be with us, that you'll delight in the precepts and the ways of God always. And no matter how many snares or traps people might lay for you, you will continue to walk that narrow path. thank you for your prayers and and uh, thoughts as uh, I've not felt well over the last couple of weeks making some improvements not 100% but getting there and so I appreciate your thoughts and your prayers Lord willing we're on our normal podcast schedule for this week which means Wednesday we should be starting the book of 2nd Samuel we finished 1st Samuel a couple of weeks ago and so that is the plan uh, as we move forward this week That's all I have for you this morning. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until the next time, God bless.